What's going on, everybody? My name is Ben Kenyon, and I'd like to welcome you back to the Unique Peace Podcast. For you folks out there asking, what the heck is the Unique Peace? It's simple. It's a life guidance community that teaches leaders how to unlock their unique potential. Our goal for this podcast is to bring on inspired leaders from all professions to speak about their core values, belief systems, and how they've overcome challenges to confidently own and lead with their unique gifts. Today's guest is an amazing woman that I had the pleasure of meeting uh, last year, I think like mid-summer in 2017, and we finally got a chance to sit down and talk. Um, Her name is Bettina Gazzo. Uh, she is a Nike master trainer, um, and she's also recently recently crowned Women's Health Magazine Next Fitness Star. She's on the magazine. It's crazy. She's a fitness model, basically, and she dominates life. And I'm really excited to talk to her because um, I know there's a lot of women within the Unique Peace community looking to dominate life. And the story um, that she gives, or the stories that she gives, within this conversation, um, you know, kind of paves the way for a lot of the women out there that just want to continue to be badasses. And, and so um, I want to keep this intro short because I want to jump into this conversation because uh, I know it's going to be very helpful for uh, a lot of folks out there, not just women. Um, but uh, I just want to say before we jump into it, if you haven't signed up for the Facebook tribe, you have to go sign up. It's very important that you sign up um, and don't just listen to a podcast like get involved with the community. That is the best way to get involved or join the impact runs. But you'll learn more about the impact runs within the Facebook tribe. <clears throat> the Facebook tribe, you can sign up for that at theuniquepeace.com. When you jump into the Facebook tribe, you will be able to now communicate with us and, you know, let us know that, you know, what you want to hear more of. That's the main you know, goal of the Facebook tribe is to actually communicate and say, hey, I need to learn more about, you know, this specific part of my journey. Um, you know, I'm struggling with, you know, this part, you know, at work or I'm struggling with, you know, this part of creating, you know, a space for my unique gift. And, uh, you know, what we do at that point is create the content that speaks directly to that because, you know, um, embracing your gift isn't just about you know core values and belief system it's about you know what you know whatever it is that you need to ultimately grow so please join the facebook group it'll help us out a whole lot um, as we continue to create the content that you know helps you on your journey through success enjoy the podcast y'all What, how long was the guy, did the, who's, who's the owner's name, what's the owner's name? Charlie. Charlie, yeah. how long did he own that? Place? It, he, it was, he opened it and then I think I started, he opened it in May and I started working there in June. So it was like not even a month open really? yet. Yeah, yeah. So I was basically there since the beginning and I helped him grow it from, we had like, I think we only had like two or three classes a day and then wow. by the time I left, two locations, 14 classes a day, packed with 30 people, mm. 20 to 30 people each day. Mm. There were things that I didn't really love about it. Like I didn't like that there was so many people. Like I felt like we should have had two coaches for each class. But um, yeah, there are a lot of things that like him, because he looks at the business side, but I look at it from the trainer side and then I also want the trainers to be safe and I want the 
clients to be safe. Yeah. So there's a lot of like. So so Charlie had, so did Charlie help you get into fitness? No, you... no, no. So I actually used to, so I taught bar class because okay. I was a dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I actually while I was when I became a personal trainer, I had my own personal trainer and I learned a lot from from her. And then um, after that, I just like, and then my ex was played ball for a living. Yep, so I yep. learned a lot from him. I even got to like, whenever he was in training, yep. I would go to his facilities yep. in, in Arizona. Um, so I learned a lot from them. Um, and it was just a lot of like getting myself in with people and learning from them. Like yep. it was just a lot of learning and then getting all my certifications and yep. just trying to learn everything. Self-education. <laughs> What's that? Self-education. Yes, huge. exactly. Very huge. What, so, so what's been the hardest part um, about your transition from being a musician into fitness now? The hardest transition. I think it was. Be, I think for me it was more like I felt like I was making up for lost time because yeah. I was playing music for so long, and I was like, "This is my passion. I love to help people." And I was like, "Man, I need to." I felt like I was trying to do so many things for so long to like make up for that time that I was playing music instead. But when I stopped thinking of it that way, that's when I started becoming more successful. Because yeah. I think I was trying so hard to be every other trainer, to learn what they were doing, which was, I think, important. Yeah. But I was trying to be them yeah. versus trying to just learn from them and, and embrace being myself. Yeah. Um, but I think once I started being passionate about and realizing that my whole, my whole vision was just to make people better, that's when I just was like, okay, I'm good. Comparison, <laughs> no, comparison gets you. You know, yeah. a lot of people compare yes. uh, on their journey. And, yes, 100%. And it's, it's awkward because mm-hmm. it's like, well, they grew up different. They they, mm-hmm. they know different people. They they may have a connection that you don't know anything about, yes. you know, or yes. a story that you know nothing about. Yes. Um, what, so what what uh, what did you practice to um, quiet the comparison thoughts, that, that part of the ego that always likes to, to pop up every once in a while? I mean, this is even just recent. In the past two and a half years, yeah. I really lockdown meditation and I think it just really helped me be really in tune with myself instead of you know getting so caught up in what everyone else is doing and trying to be everyone else it was just more about me being able to be like okay this is me and I'm really proud of it and that's that's all I need it's just me and I think meditation just really helps you to just be in with yourself and that's it is there like a certain practice that you do like i, I do transcendental meditation and it helps what is it i think you're supposed to do 40 minutes yes it's a lot yeah it's a lot well i started with just with headspace and okay, i still so, use it yeah. um but i'm able now since i was practicing that for so long um, i'm able to just do it on my own just about 10 15 minutes a day just sitting or even after yoga class i'll sit in the room for another five to ten minutes mm-hmm. and it, it's so nice because i'm such a crazy person all the time my energy is really so it's really just nice for me to just relax and and also i think meditation just has just helped with relationships too the way you interact with other people and with my partner you know even when we have a fight sometimes it's like okay let's step back for a second let's breathe and let's revisit this in like two minutes yeah it's actually it's been very helpful yeah so so how how can you now take that into like the workspace? Like, what are some mm-hmm. things that you've maybe learned from um, you know your partner, your relationship at home yeah. that can help you now in your workspace? I think it's it's very helpful because you you become less reactive. Mm. I think a lot of people just when things happen they just react to it, and I think it just kind of helps you be compassionate and empathetic to another person's situation before you you say an answer or before you respond. Um, and I think that helps also with training, hundred yeah. percent because. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people train their clients maybe the way they train and push them the way they would want to be pushed, but you have to put yourself in their shoes. And I think that's what makes a really good trainer yeah. and coach. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you had a chance to train one of the best or a few of the best trainers in the world, like where would you start? Like knowing that you know they've experienced a billion different things and um, you want to make sure that you put you know your footprint on this training session. Like for today, we're in this gym at Trend Farm. Mm -hmm. You know, if the best trainers in the world came in, what, what are some of the things that you would want to teach them in that moment right there? Ah, that's a really good question. I think for them, wow, that's actually a really good question. Um, I think it would just be, it's cheesy, but like letting them experience like being themselves versus just trying to be someone else and trying to train like me. Um, I don't know. I think that I've just had so much experience with like trainers taking my classes and I think the thing for me is every time a trainer comes take my class I never try to change it up just because I see that trainer there I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make it for the class and what I have planned but I want to be myself and give bring my energy Dope. yeah Dope. so so what are a few core values so like the trainers have come they've worked out with you mm -hmm. and I feel like you do this probably with everybody that you touch they walk away with something. So what yeah. are a few core values that they would walk away with? Always celebrate every little thing that you've done that day. I think a lot of people come away from, oh crap, I, I suck today, or I didn't get this. I think it's really important to just celebrate those small victories that you have. Um, from the, the, the second you walk in, if it's even just like, oh, I drank more water than I normally do, even something that small, um, I think it's really important because I think that gives you that healthy, positive mindset. Um, instead of really beating yourself down. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to be aware of your, your weaknesses, but try not to beat yourself down on it. Yeah, and that's that's huge. I feel like, I can't remember the name of the article that I read that talked about strengths and weaknesses and understanding that the way you're gonna win in life is really um, unlocking your strengths, yes. tapping into your strengths. Yes, I love that. Um, and then over time, working on your weaknesses. Yes, um, exactly. I think we, sometimes we think about the weaknesses and say like, oh, this is the reason that it won't happen. Mm -hmm. Well, figure out how to use your strengths. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people um, in uh, the performance space, they think about training as like, uh, people that I've dealt with, at least in the strength conditioning side, they think about training as like, it has to be one style. Yes. There's a lot of different styles, right? Find the thing that you're strongest at coaching. Yes. And ride that thing. Yes, exactly. Know? And if it's having high energy, if it's yes. if it's just focusing on the traditional exercises, be great at it. Yes. Have high energy. Teaching, exactly. You know? I love that. Yes. And I think a lot of people, or strength coaches, or people in the fitness space, the more that they focus on those things, mm -hmm. um, the better off they'll be. Mm -hmm. So how? Why is it that you've seen so much success in that space? You know, you've done a lot of cool things. You're, so you model now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, my, it's. It, I actually think it's really funny because you know I, I used to play in a band for a living, yeah. and I did a little modeling when I was around that age, just making money here and there. Yeah. Then I stopped modeling once I became a trainer full time, mm. um, and then there's just this transition where all of a sudden. People are not hiring me as just like a model to model their products. People are hiring me as Bettina to be part of their mm. their mission, which is either Nike or Nordic Track or any of these brands that I've worked with. And um, and also with that performing element, I've been able to apply it towards some of these jobs that I've had, yeah. which has been really fun. Um, but it's it's just very interesting to me because I never would have thought that it would all like kind of mend together, like this training, performing, then also modeling world. Um, I still remember the day when I was like, I think I was nine and dog bit my leg. Oh. 
it was just like a little, I still have a scar. Yeah. But my mom was like, oh my God, you're never going to be Miss America. And I'm like, mom, I'm not going to be Miss America. Let me tell you that. <laughs> but it's kind of cool how like everyone's happy now. And my mom's like, oh, my mom, my daughter's on this, and, you know, and this and that. So it's kind of cool how I've been able to be passionate yeah. about what I do and be really proud of it too at the same time. Has it always been easy? Oh, has it always felt cool? You know, has it always felt that way? What do you feel right now? You know, did, did you arrive there recently? Or I think it was just recently in the past, even like I mentioned with the meditation, after I started being really connected with who I am and being proud of what, who I am, that's when all the good stuff happened. Because for so long, I was trying to be other people, other trainers, and, and trying to follow their successes. But once I just realized, just do what you're passionate about and keep your mission to help other people, that's when all the good stuff started happening. And figuring out how to how to reach very many people and inspire many people, and all of a sudden it was just like, oh, all of it's in front of me. When I stopped trying, I feel like it, it yeah. all came. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a big lesson for a lot of leaders out yeah. there. You know, um, slow down, stop trying so hard yes. to be a leader. Uh, what, what is a characteristic of a leader that you, you feel is, is doing the right thing you know, in this world? Um, I think compassion and empathy, compassion. 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. when you care more about someone else and other people and, and they're true of like caring about them and their well-being versus like care about what they think about you, I think you'll just notice your, your own self will feel better whenever someone else is feeling better. And you said empathy. Yeah, empathy. I, I, I think a lot of people lack that, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but yeah, because I think even with coaching and not even not coaching, I think with training, there, there's there's a lot of people that become trainers for the wrong reasons. I don't want it. Yes, like they train because they like to. They become trainers because they like to work out yeah. versus wanting to make change happen gotcha. in other people's lives. Yeah, and I think um, you know, like I mentioned, a lot of people train people the way they train instead of figuring out what, what it is beyond their bodies. Is it, is, are they getting enough sleep? Are, are they happy with their, their relationships, with their kids? Are they, are they okay at work? Connecting um, with, connecting with yeah. them. And I think that's really important because sometimes trainers just go in and out with their 45 minutes, an hour that they're training with their people, collect their money, and then that's it. Mm. But I love to just go beyond that and make sure that I'm taking care of them in the long run. How yeah. are they feeling, you know? So, so do, you, do you credit that to a lot of the success that you've had, caring about people? You know. I think so. Yeah, I think so because I mean, I always thought that. I mean, I have always had. My mom's a nurse, so yeah. I've always had. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've always had that. You know, that 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 background of you know caring for people and yeah. and my mom used to make me volunteer when I was younger, and then when I was older, I started, I volunteered on my own because she exposed me to that. So just that passion of helping other people was just something that was always ingrained in me. Dope. Yeah. So what one word would you use to best describe your life up until now? I think passionate. Ooh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. passionate. <laughs> so so um, is that so you said that something that you got from your mom, brothers? No, I'm an only child. Only child. <laughs> so, yeah. so who who did you um, who did who helped you cultivate that? You know? I think it was really my mom because I'm an, my mom was a single mom okay. up until I was about nine and you know she became a nurse because of me because she wanted to take care of me and be able to give me a good life um but the one thing i loved about my mom she still did her art she's still like now she still does her pottery she paints she does all these amazing things and it's just so cool to see someone that's so passionate 
And the man that she married when I was nine, um, he was a musician. So I already played music, but then she married someone else that had a, had a passion for something. Um, and I think just everyone in my family had something outside of the jobs that they were doing. Um, and they were just always telling me, do what you love, you know? And I think for me, I figured out a way to like do what I love and make money doing it. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's funny that you said that everybody in your family had that like mm-hmm. that day job mm-hmm. and they also work in that passion Yeah, project. I think it's important. And, and so so how do you keep that balance? I think it's just like anything else you just have to make time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom, I I mean every time I go back to home in Chicago, she is she leaves for work at 5 and she comes home at eight sometimes and then she's going to the pottery place to go do her pottery for two hours mm-hmm. and i think because she loves it so much she doesn't mind doing it mm-hmm. it's just part of her day yeah that's awesome yeah <laughs> Moms, how, what, i know what, what's the last thing did she make you something recently <laughs> she <laughs> i asked for a really big coffee mug okay <laughs> probably like this big. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I think we ended up using it as a, a flower base. Sorry, mom. Yeah, it's all good. It's, it's all a little good. too big. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. So, so um, word association time. Um, I'm gonna throw a couple words out. Okay. You just let me know what you think. Okay. Um, right off the top. Okay. Don't think too hard about it. Okay. okay. Um, passion. My life. Yeah. 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 I feel like everything that I. Passion for me is this like a definition of everything I've ever done, I think. I mean, I, when I was young, I played music, I, played, I danced, and, and then I became a, a full-time musician. And then I like to work out and I like to help people, so then I became a trainer. And yeah, I just feel like everything that I've done has been all about passion. Dope. Yeah. Purpose. Purpose. Hmm. <sighs> Purpose for me is just what did I, what am I here for? What is what what am I going to do in my life that'll impact other people? Um, my purpose in life, I think, is just to make change happen and inspire people to make change happen. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, yes, love that. Um, uh, what is it? Lead. Lead. I love meeting other leaders. I think. It's inspiring, like yourself. Um, you. And I never have thought my, of myself as a leader, but when people use that word to, to reference me, it's just like very powerful to me because I love meeting other people that I would call leaders. Yeah, dope. Yeah. Love. Love. That's a really good one. I think love is all around us all the time, and I think you just have to find it. Um, a lot of people are lonely out there, but. Love isn't a dog. A dog loves you unconditionally. You know, it's. I think it's out there, and I think people that just need to just need to be ready for it. I think people need to accept it, and um, sometimes people are scared of it. But you have to be able to accept it. You have to. You have to. <laughs> um, the last word is unique. Unique. Yeah, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's a word that I always always did hear described as myself, and I was always proud of that. Yeah. Um, Unique to me is all just about being yourself and not trying to be anybody else. Um, and I think even when I was trying to be other people, I still was always myself, and which is why I was always able to just keep moving along yeah. and, and find my successes. Dope. Yeah. So, so uh, what are a few books or apps or whatever it is yeah. that you may listen, read, 
Yeah. Just tune down. Um, like I mentioned, I use Headspace a lot because I think it's very accessible to a yeah. lot of people. Uh, makes meditation accessible. Um, uh, I love the book Start With Why. Mm -hmm. um, who's who's that? Is Simon, that uh, Simon? Yes, yeah. yes. I haven't I haven't read it in I think two years now. I probably should reread it. But I just I also love um, oh my gosh. Um, Seth Godin's all a lot, a lot of Seth Godin stuff. I love Tribes. I just finished Tribes. Dope really book. good, really, Dope really book. good. Um, uh, what's the other one I just read of his? It was just last year. Um, and Grit, yep. Angela Duckworth, mm -hmm. of course. Um, I do a lot of Audible books, especially now in Portland. I drive everywhere. In yeah. Chicago, I used to just I used to walk across the street, but now I gotta like occupy myself. <laughs> Portland's small though. It's, small. it's true, but traffic's but bad. Yeah, going out to be really yeah, no yeah. yeah, no traffic's bad. Um, but yeah, I think those are my my faves lately. And then uh, yeah, I think that's it. Dope. Yeah. Uh, so impact question: mm -hmm. If you had all the context and all the contacts in the world and all the resources in the world who would you contact first and what would you guys do together to make an impact in the world I think the Dalai Lama okay <laughs> um, oh man I feel like you could make a lot of shit happen with the Dalai Lama <laughs> <laughs> um, that one I would have to think for a while what we'd actually do but yeah. man I would plan the most epic thing to yeah. just make people feel I think I think that the, the would be the most exciting thing would be the Dalai Lama's energy yeah. with mine because obviously he's a little more chill than me. Yeah. Um, but I think it would we would create an experience that would make everyone just feel feel so good about themselves and feel passionate about helping others because I feel like the Dalai Lama is all about like teaching yourself how to be passionate and how to be compa compassionate and passionate about who you are and what you do. Um, and I think that. I could translate it in a different way than I sometimes feel like some people are like, oh, some of that Dalai Lama stuff is a little too much for me. But I think I could bring that energy to make people excited about it. Yeah, no. It's when people, what they call it, deep. It's deep. Too deep. It's too deep. It's yes, too yes, deep. exactly. Sometimes you need to be deep. Yes, sometimes. <laughs> Go sometimes, there. sometimes. You know, yeah. figure it out. Yes. You know, understand a little more about yourself. Yes. I don't think we do enough of that. The self-reflection. Yeah. Um, understanding how one can be in a space of meditation. Yeah. You know, you have all this energy. If yeah. you can't sit down for 15 minutes and just relax, realize you used to do it as a kid. If you can't yes. do that now yeah. as an adult. The control that you don't have, yeah. you know, is is crazy, and you've got to be able to have some sort of control these days, especially with Very true. the climate. Yep. you know, right now. So. It's the, I mean, yeah, and it's hard because we see, especially with social media, we see what everyone else is doing, and then we forget that you know that's just what people are making themselves look like, and then you don't really know their story. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah. It's like you don't know what's really going on in their lives, and I think people get more caught up in what they're seeing. Versus just reflecting on their own lives and being happy with it. I actually wanted to ask you about that before yeah. we got to the um, experience um, challenge. Yeah. Um, is how do you uh, maintain, I don't know if it's control, or how do you maintain balance with social media? Because you have a good size following, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you post um, consistently about what you want to post about. But yeah. Like, how does that not overwhelm you? How do you not get overwhelmed by it? Is, it's definitely overwhelming. Yeah. But yeah, I actually just treat it like my business too. Okay. Because you know, my, my social media is, is to inspire people, but also have them feel connected to me. Mm -hmm. So I try to do my best to give people content that they could use at home, where mm -hmm. like the little workouts here and there, but then also let them celebrate what is happening in my life, whether it be I just went on a hike, something as simple as that, or I just got engaged, or I just won this women's health thing. Yeah. You know, different things that I'm doing, I like to incorporate. Mm -hmm. 
but also give them content to, to take home and use. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to just kind of organize what it is that you're yeah. doing. Um, yeah, I get I actually get trainers to ask me all the time, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? But it's just kind of like figure out what that platform is for yeah. and then organize it. Dope. Yeah, just and like so a business. <laughs> I want to I touch on the uh, Women's Health Award. Yeah. Can you tell me a little more about oh, that? Oh, my goodness. I... Oh, wow. I could not believe that I won that. <laughs> because I remember five years ago when that contest came out, yep. and I was like, oh, maybe I'll submit to this. I was like, oh, they'll never pick me. And then two years later, my friend entered, and she won. Wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so exciting, but they still never picked me. Yeah. <laughs> and then this year, you know, I moved to Portland. I wasn't managing the gym anymore. I had a little more time, so I made, I made this video and submitted it. And then... Um, and what was the it, video? The video. Um, I just talked about how I wanted women to, to bring strength training into their into their um, practice and let them know that it's going to make them feel good and make them feel stronger and so i submitted a video with with why i think that's important and then also a little bit of my own strength routines and um yeah they sent me an email saying i was a finalist got flown to new york like a few weeks later got a makeover and next thing i know i'm on the cover of women's health and then Dope. yeah and then that alone was like such an amazing experience yeah. Um, but then a few, I think a month, few months later when they did all the voting and then they flew us out to LA to announce the winner, mm -hmm. um, I cried when I found out I won. Yeah, you better let that <laughs> Because, I mean, all the other women that yeah. were, that were nominated were yeah. um, so amazing. Like, Good I didn't time. even think I came close to them mm -hmm. because, I mean, we had a, we had a mom of three kids. Mm -hmm. We had a woman who was 49 and looks amazing and has the best energy. One of the girls was a ninja warrior and another woman had cancer wow. and she is an amazing person. So, like... For me, I was like, well, I used to be in a band, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, out there inspiring yeah, like, yeah, and it's, and you're, you're passionate about what thank you're doing, you, thank you, thank know? you, but yeah, so it was a very exciting moment, but now, yeah, so I actually have a 12-week beginner guide for strength coming out, uh, published through Women's Health, yes. yeah, it's in January, so I'm really excited, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, so now um, it's challenge time or experience time. Okay. I need you to challenge our community to have strong experiences. Mm -hmm. So, what challenge can you throw out there to the community? And I want you to look right at them. <laughs> okay. Well, you should join me, train with Bettina. Taking class, I like to bring an experience where you're gonna feel stronger every time you work out with me. Um, I don't make it just about that session. I want to challenge you to make changes in your life. So, come work out with me. It's All a right. big time I've seen her work out before. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and then opportunity time, that kind of goes into the opportunity. Yeah. But what opportunity can you offer for folks to connect with you? I try to make myself easily accessible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have given um, email addresses. Yeah. I know we've oh, got, got it. Um, social media sure. and all that good stuff. Well, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook um, is Bettina Gozo. And then my um, email is just train, trainwithbettina at gmail.com. And the fun part about her being a Unique Peace mentor is she's going to answer five questions to anybody that's a part of the Unique Peace tribe so um, if you haven't signed up on the facebook group go sign up on the facebook group and she will answer your question that you ask you know um, either live or a video message that she'll send you so make sure you use that or take advantage of that um, and i think that's basically it right? cool. is there anything else that you want to share and yeah and just keep being you that's yeah. the most important thing 100 <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed episode four of the Superior Life series with Bettina. She is an amazing woman uh, that you'll hear more from. We're actually going to work together to do uh, a couple other things within uh, the Unique Peace community. 
um, in these upcoming months. Uh, but I gotta keep you know driving this point home. You know, if you want some content, you know, from the Unique Peace community uh, to speak directly to what you need, you have to be active within the Facebook community. You have to show up to Impact Runs um, or be active within the Facebook community. Um, we're gonna post things on Instagram. We're gonna post things. Know, within LinkedIn, but uh, we're going to speak directly to the folks uh, that are being active within the Facebook community. So go to theuniquepeace.com and sign up for the newsletter and the Facebook tribe, and I promise you uh, we will make sure we create some content that speaks directly to what you need. And so you actually may have a whole series dedicated to what you, know, you need to further embrace your unique gifts um, so have a blessed week have an amazing weekend um, like I said this is episode 4 so this is the last of the week um, and just keep riding out we'll be back soon have a good one y'all